0: Welcome to Is This Real Life?, a Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives in the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I usually start out these episodes by saying I hope you all had a good week. But it's probably safe to say that most of you did not, like myself. And I'm hoping that this week's episode brings some laughs, some joy, and some distraction from what is happening around the world. You all know that I'm Jewish, I talk about it a lot sometimes get negative podcast reviews about it (laughs) Uh, but it is a core part of who I am and my identity it's not just a religion and I think that's what a lot of people fail to understand we are our own ethnic group and it's a group that has faced persecution and genocide and extermination over thousands of years and I don't know that much about intergenerational trauma. I'm no expert on this. I am just starting to read and learn about it. But I was taken aback by my body's physical response to what happened in Israel last Saturday. It was, um, I was like debilitated. I could barely put myself together I had some fight or flight responses, and I, I really think that's because so many J- Jews have had an immediate or a grandparent, you know, some very close family member who had to flee for their life, and uh, many whom did not make it out alive. And I'm thinking of everyone uh, this week who's been affected by the events that have happened. You know, I was thinking a little bit back to September 11th, which is the time when the United States had a collective trauma. And I felt like there was a little more time than to mourn those who died and to remember them and to learn about their lives. And right now, because... uh, politicians and whoever is like wanting to go to war and bombing and you know and it's just there's no time it felt it feels like to mourn what had happened and now we immediately have to react to all these new things and um you know, to bombs being dropped on innocent guys and civilians. And I mean, my heart is breaking in a thousand pieces thinking of any child being ripped away from their parents or <sighs> facing death. I, I, it moves me. I am so affected by it. <sighs> I really wish there was more time to process what's going on and to be able to mourn before anyone makes any decisions about any next steps. And um, it's very, very painful personally to me that the Israeli government is moving on so quickly and focusing on war when the captives have not been returned. And um, and I pray for everyone in the path of rockets and missiles and bombs. And uh, I, I pray for, for everyone who really wants actual peace, because I think that's what the people want. I just think the leaders have failed to make it happen not going to get into any more politics of this. It's just my heart goes out to everyone that's been affected by what is going on in Israel and Palestine, who have family, who have friends, who are impacted. Um, And then, you know, especially in the U.S., just my heart goes out to my, you know, Muslim brothers and sisters and non-binary people who are experiencing potential upticks in Islamophobia and especially to um, all the Jews I know who have very real experiences in this country with anti-Semitism and who have to go through airport-level metal detectors just to get into a synagogue. We have to do better. We can do better. And I'm really, really hoping that, that we will. But it's a dark time. And in dark times in the past... I have turned to the housewives and to Bravo, and this week is no different. So with that being said, going to move into this week's episode. So in terms of Bravo news, something that came out in the last day or so is that Tinsley Mortimer is engaged. She's engaged to a man from Augusta, Georgia, who is widowed and who has three young children. And this, I mean, just seeing the picture of her with the future husband and these kids, it just brought such a smile to my face because Tinsley was such a pure heart and such a kind person that was on Housewives. And all she ever really wanted was to be a mom and to be a wife. And things just weren't working out for her. And I'm really hoping that the opportunity to be a step parent and to be with this man is something that, you know, is really good for her and good for that family and those kids. I can only imagine how tough it must have been to lose their mom and their wife. And hopefully she's able to bring some joy into that family. So I am just absolutely thrilled. In terms of other Bravo news, I feel like most of it is discussed during this week's episode where I talk with uh, the person behind Bravo and Botox. She is anonymous, so we'll only be going with Bravo and Botox, but we talk about all the rumors surrounding Candace Dillard Bassett and Chris Bassett and maybe him being unfaithful and a bunch of other topics. Um one thing I've been failing to do these last couple of weeks is discuss Southern Charm. And I really want to just briefly share some thoughts because I am enjoying this season of Southern Charm. I feel like this episode, we all were Paige. Like we were all just watching everything unfold. And oh, it was so, so cringy. So we find out that Austin and Taylor have made out in the past. And Austin used to be with Olivia, and Taylor used to be with Shep. And obviously, Shep and Olivia are hurt by this reveal. I think Shep is trying really hard to be the cool guy and to act like it doesn't bother him, but he doesn't want to let what happened affect his relationship with Austin, right? But Olivia is doesn't know about it. And there's this dinner party and she's told in the room where everyone is gathered that one of her closest friends made out with her ex-boyfriend and has been lying to her about it for months and months. And I think she reacted better than most of us would have. I mean, I think her frustration uh, with Taylor is 100% justified. It's the lying that is almost the worst part of it. And also just the betrayal, right? And I know there's so many people who say, oh, Olivia and Austin weren't even serious. They were like on again, off again. They, you know, It's not like they were married. Listen, I think Austin, to every single woman he dates tells them things that make them think that he is actually in love with them and that they're special and they're different and he wants to pursue something very serious. I believe he says things that confuse them because his actions don't always line up with what he says to them privately and we have seen time and time again women with good heads on their shoulder Kind of lose it over him. And I think it's because how he behaves, especially on camera, is such a departure from how he behaves in private with them that it screws with them. And he enjoys this emotional manipulation whether he's intending to make it or not. So I believe that he was telling Olivia all these things, right? And then especially at the time when they were recording the reunion of last year was when he was reaching out to her saying, I want to make this work. I want to be with you, you know, all the things that maybe she wanted to hear. I don't know if she wanted to hear, but he convinced her somehow to give him another chance. And during this period, he was also spending all this time with Taylor, giving her a shoulder to cry on, um, you know, and it's just really shitty. It's shitty. And for them to say, oh, we're just two single people, as if it doesn't impact their friendships, and as if you can just be with anyone you want, it... I feel like it would be so much better if they were just actually together because then the kiss would mean something. And to be fair, I don't think they just kissed. And I think everyone watching probably agrees with me on that. What did really get to me was when Shep uh, and Taylor were together and Taylor saw little Craig, Shep's dog, for the first time in a while And the dog was just so excited to see Taylor, spend so much time with Taylor, and and all of a sudden, she's not around. Like, that broke my heart, and Shep was crying, and I'm like, oh, God, don't make me feel sorry for Shep. (laughs) You know, it's... And then, okay, this is what really, really caught me off guard, is the photos that Taylor allegedly sent to Whitney, Okay. I cannot get over that she took risque photos and sent them to Shep's friends. In what world is that a smart thing to do in general? To like send an unsolicited, scandalous photo? It's not, it's so, she is, she's wanting attention and she's looking for it in all the wrong places. And I just want to be like, Taylor, girl, you're better off leaning into your female friendships. Stop looking for validation from men and stop focusing on trying to get back at Shep for hurting you. OK, just focus on yourself and your friends. And, and she wasn't. She was focused on guys and not on a very close friend of hers, Olivia. And I just think that's really crappy. And I hope that she has learned from this experience. So that's all I'll have to say about that. So I know I said a lot of stuff at the beginning of the podcast. My you know, I was speaking just in real time. I have no script. I'm just giving you my thoughts on what's weighing heavy on my heart. I know I made some political statements about the government of Israel. Like, I I want everyone to know that me, Mandy Slutsker, just wants peace and is so exhausted by the loss of life and the pain that everyone is going through. And just that's what I'm trying to share with you all is where I'm at in all of this. And I hope that those of you who have been spending maybe too much time focusing on the news and social media are able to take some healthy breaks because I know I need to. And I I hope you're able to do that as well. All right. So this week's episode is with Bravo and Botox. She has a new podcast called The Bravo Papers. So I think you all should go and give that a listen. And we'll take a quick break and then back with my guest, Bravo and Botox. Hi, everyone. I am here with a very special guest, a new Bravo podcaster. You guys are probably more familiar with this person's Instagram page, which is Bravo and Botox. But they started a podcast called The Bravo Papers, and I'm so excited to get their opinion on all things Bravo and chat some of the latest headlines and get into our favorite housewives. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited too. I wanted to start by diving into some of the, like the latest Bravo headlines and I've missed probably most of what's gone on this week in the Bravo sphere. However, I did see this rumor circulating that seems very unlikely. <laughs> um that okay. c- c- at least the details uh, which is that Chris Bassett had apparently been having an affair with this woman who spoke to some blogger and claimed that she was forced to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you give okay. me your, your background on this? <laughs> I <laughs> Okay. So right into it. I like yes. it. Oh, yeah. Um, Diving um, right in.
1: No, I love it. Um, okay. I've definitely heard about this. And I was just reading about it, actually. <sighs> it's tough because I'm a big Candace fan. Um, I've always liked her, even before she was likable, I guess. <laughs> I feel like she's gotten more fans in the last, like, last season. Um, because yeah. people felt like she was ganked up on and all that stuff. But I've always liked her. And, you know, I like her and Chris... I don't obviously I don't have any inside tea about whether this is true or not. However, I do remember around the time of Scandaval, there was another Bravo content creator account um, at Bravalita who I remember was saying that she had some information about. Something to do with Chris and another woman or something like that. So now, and then today I just saw that she tweeted like very recently, kind of like an, you know, I told you sort of, sort of tweet. Just kind of saying like, you know, I had, so she does think it's true. Now again, like she doesn't have proof of that. She's just saying it's a big coincidence that it's like, I guess, the girl that she heard about is the same girl that's being said in this new update so
0: wow.
1: and that it didn't really get any traction because it was happening during scandoval like scandoval happened like three days later and again i could be not relaying this information very well but if you go to at bravolita on twitter or x whatever Um, you can kind of read her tweets and see a little bit more information about that. Obviously, I hope it's not true, but hoping it's not true is not the same as thinking it's not true.
0: Yeah. Okay, that is very fair. So I think I might be in that (laughs) camp as well. So I live in D.C., and there are run-ins sometimes with people who are close there are no people in the Real Houses of Potomac. Um, it what? happens a lot. Actually, I got a message from oh, a friend. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That said that she saw Ashley Darby the other day and then, like, someone else a few days later. So I have heard, and I don't want to believe it, that Chris has, like, flirts with other women and, and mm. that this person had witnessed it. At, when he used to work at the W, oh, she was like, well, "Oka, so- I was talking to him with my friend, mm-hmm. but i she hadn't been watching Housewives recently. So she hadn't seen like mm-hmm. Potomac or anything like that. I'm talking about recently, like in eight years kind of a thing. And she thought he was being flirty and maybe had gone into a bathroom with this other woman. And it was just, yeah, she was like, listen. Oh, my God. I think that's what's going on. But because, I don't know. Like, I don't, I didn't see it with my own (laughs) eyes, you know. Of course. And I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. And I don't necessarily think think that he's the kind of guy that would be so upfront about being loyal to Candace on camera and then not be. He's like so intense in comments on Twitter and Instagram, like fighting for himself and for her. And it, like, I don't I don't know. It's kind of unusual. Well, behavior. I know the source yeah. of is it is it Tasha K? Yeah. And that person doesn't is have a whole the, lot okay. of credibility. Exactly.
1: She does not have credibility. She was sued by Cardi B um, for defamation and lost, I think. So, yeah, she's not that credible. However, what you just said about Twitter, that also makes me think... Okay, so despite her, that also makes me think it might be true. Because Candace and Chris are very active on Twitter. And they are quick to be like, no, not true, whatever. And it's been... Radio silent. So the fact that they haven't said anything is, I think, a little suspect. I also, again, I don't believe it because of the Tasha Kay thing. I believe it more because if watching Bravo has taught me anything, it's that you can't put anything past anybody, no matter how good you think they are. And for the most part, 99% of the men on Bravo are trash. So... (laughs) That's. I'm I mean, actually... if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go with percentages and likelihood, it's more likely statistically that he's guilty than not. That's true. Again, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just like packing up all the evidence. You know, yeah. they haven't tweeted
0: what you said, Bravolita. It's all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it makes sense for them to respond to a rumor from Tasha K. Like, that is what doesn't No, but they respond to rumors. Really?
1: They are rumor responders. Like, somebody even retweeted a (laughs) screenshot of a Candace tweet where she just wrote, like, not true. Just those two words. And it was from, like, 2022 when there was another rumor. I can't remember what it was. But they are... Now, I see what you're saying, though. That might be, like, to people on the show as opposed to some random some tasha k girl so yes you could be right again i still hope it's not true (laughs) because i really like candace and chris and i thought they were a good couple and there is another conspiracy theory out there though if you are interested what is it (laughs) (laughs) um that this was all put out by michael darby and ashley
0: I could see that. I actually believe that more than I believe in Chris cheating. I feel like Michael Darby is so angry for how he was portrayed on Bravo and feels the need to take Mm -hmm. it out on someone and isn't going to win against the network. So he has to go against Ashley's co-stars.
1: Yeah, that could be it. And uh, it also could be both. It could be true. And Michael could be the one making sure it gets out there because he's pissed.
0: Interesting. Wow. Had I not know. There's so many that. possibilities. <laughs> okay. What else is happening? I haven't okay, followed in Bravo much. Okay. Yes. Or I with haven't... Chris and Candace? No. In Bravo News in general.
1: Okay. So with Chris and Candace, that's all about I have in my mind for now. Um, but Bravo News in general, let's see. I had a few things. Um well, I mean, Mia me and Gordon getting divorced. Yes, since we're on the topic of Potomac, that's a big yes. one. Yes,
0: that was so funny <laughs> when he came forward on T- the TMZ whatever show, and is like a an actual video of yeah. him. Yeah, and he's like, "She married me for my money, and she left me when there right. was none." Like, and I'm duh. like, "Why else do you think a young woman would be with you? Like, yeah. what do old and men like- think?"
1: Well, and he expected us to all be outraged with him, which I mean, I'm not personally because duh, first of all. And second of all, it's like, yeah, like it was clearly an exchange of some kind. Like he was clearly marrying her for to be his young, hot, you know, arm candy and she was marrying him for money. Like, they're both kind of equal opportunity users. It's just users of different things. And now he's kind of butt hurt because she left him because he doesn't have money. But it's sort of like, well, you did that to
0: yourself. Yeah. If you knew how to run a business, you wouldn't have lost mm-hmm. all that money. It's not easy. Well, yeah. And if like... you want true love. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, if you want true love, you're, you're like, yeah, get a, a woman who's like your... You know who you have an actual connection with emotionally or something. It doesn't seem like they really had that.
0: I know. If you want true love, stick with your first wife. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Didn't he like cheat on his wife with her?
1: I think so. Did she yeah. Have sex on the beach or
0: something. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I don't feel so bad for him. Uh, I do feel a little bad yeah, for Mia she... that she thought she was getting someone yeah. who knew how to handle money and could take care of her. And then it turns out mm-hmm. he was the opposite.
1: Yeah, that's true. I do think that she kind of wanted a safety net because of the way that she grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, that's why you have to kind of make your own money and do your own things. You can't rely on someone else because you never know. Like he could, you know, he could pull a Lenny like Real Housewives in Miami and he could find the next girl. So, you know. Maybe that's why she went on the show, though. Maybe she—that was her way of starting to make her own income.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think she was also yeah, making a lot it of them do that through the chiropractic businesses that they had franchised right. as well. But right. no, I yeah. Speaking actually of Lenny, there was a rumor that he broke <laughs> up with the mistress, but then someone yeah. debunked that, like they hadn't posted in a while on Instagram, but. Who knows? That's again. all. I
1: I heard that they hadn't posted for two weeks or something like that, two to three weeks, which I guess for them was odd. Which I do think that, you know, I, I know people like to be like, oh, Instagram, who cares? But it does mean something. But I don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that she would give up, like, the goose that laid the golden egg. I just feel like, she hit the jackpot in a way and i don't think she's gonna let that go without a fight (laughs) so unless you know she was cheating on him and he literally walked in and saw it i just don't see any situation in which they're gonna break up now i you know in five or ten years absolutely but right now no i think she's gonna lock it in with a marriage get a kid you know they can get yeah so that they can get divorced and (laughs) She can kind of get hers.
0: <laughs> what a mess. I mean, let's just be honest. What a mess, such a mess all mess, these relationships right? <laughs> are. And, and oh, Lenny didn't have such to a be mess. a jerk. Like he didn't have a reason to be a jerk. No. You know, Mia, I think, was looking out for herself. Like you said, she had a really rough childhood. Lenny is a refugee. He escaped the USSR with his parents. He went mm-hmm. to medical school. He ended up in a profession like a very very small percentage of doctors get into which is ones who make a lot of money (laughs) most Mm -hmm. doctors don't make that kind of money at all definitely so like i still don't quite understand how he's made the amount of money he's made just from plastic surgery I don't know. Something else might be going on. Like he might have done some investments yeah. or something like he had to have been really smart to get it to that level. But it's yeah. just, I don't know. There's always something
1: else. Like I feel like, yeah, who knows, maybe real estate or something like that. Cause you're right. It's people say the same thing about Terry Dubro because they're like family money. He Exactly. So I had thought the same thing and I looked it up. It was pretty recently. I looked it up because I was very curious. And yeah, he comes from money. So it's not just, you know, and apparently it's a lot. So that makes more sense.
0: Um, and but he's the yeah, only, with Lenny it's a little, I think Terry Dubrow oh, is the, the only, the only heir. So okay, his brother so died of an overdose. Oh, right. Okay. And I think he might be the only remaining kid. And so if he's at the age where parents die and leave money to their children, right. then it would go to him and it wouldn't even be split. So, it's yeah, a lot. And a lot of he money. obviously.
1: Yeah. And he does well with his career and he's on and he's got a show, which I'm sure he makes a nice paycheck working on um botched. Right. So, I mean, that show is really successful. So i do think that you know he's got a lot of income streams and obviously like once you're at the point in real estate that they're at you know it's like they kept buying and upgrading and then you know building selling for a profit like you know you get to the point where you are making good money when you're i mean they just sold their house for 50 million so it's it's wild (laughs) but yeah Lenny's definitely yeah the way he's gone about this has been crazy Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, let's get into this week's Housewives episodes. So, we'll start Oh, okay. I would love with, to because I just finished watching. <laughs> wait, okay. I just finished watching New York. For whatever reason, okay. I was a week behind and forgot that I was a week behind. And so I thought I had watched the right episode on Sunday. But it turned out I had watched mm. the episode from the week before. So um, questions for you. What do you think okay. about how Sai and Aaron – have kind of teamed up to be good friends. Where in the beginning of the season, Sai was constantly complaining about Aaron not serving food and kind of dunking on mm-hmm. her. And like, what do you think about just that pairing as a fr- as like friends?
1: I think they've become close because of their mutual dislike of Jessel, um, and because they're both kind of. They're both kind of like these boring villains who, like, Erin's a villain, but she, she sucks at it. Like she's a villain, but she's really boring and not fun to watch. And Sai is the exact same. They're not good at TV, both of them. Like, I think Sai and Erin both, not only are they not good at TV, they went in thinking they would be the best at it. And I also think they went in thinking they would be the stars. I also think that size toilet paper, why don't you have more food? I think all that was her trying to construct a TV personality. Cause I think she thought we would all think it was so funny. Like, oh my God, she brings her own toilet paper. Oh my God, she's hungry all the time. So am I like, I think that's what she thought, but really people just kind of saw how kind of lame and and inauthentic it was. So I think that, like Sai and Aaron none of that was real like i don't think that was real beef at any point so that's why i think it just kind of faded so quickly and they were able to, <laughs> to go against Jessel and i think Jessel's just kind of like she's just a little bit different than the rest of them not in a bad way i love Jessel um she's just different and i think that happens sometimes when you get like these mean girl sort of dynamics as they pick the one who's quote unquote different and they you know, they zoom in on it and they needed a storyline and they don't want it to be their marriages. Um, <laughs> yeah. even though their marriages to me have the most holes in them. Uh, but I think that's why they kind of teamed up and I don't think Cy will be back next season. I think really? she's going to be fired. I really think she's going to be fired. I just, she's not good TV. She, she's not engaging. She's not funny. She's not good at being a vi- Like She's really bringing nothing. And I think Erin sucks, too. However, I think Erin will be back. Because oh, I think people yeah. love hating Aaron. Like, I don't love to hate Sai. I just hate her. And not like real hate, but you know what I mean? Like exaggerating. But with Erin, I think people do kind of love to hate Aaron for some reason. So I think she will get another chance. But I, she needs to be careful because it might be like an errand takedown because now like jessel's going to be strengthened by the fact that she has seen that everyone is on her side Mm
0: -hmm. on social media etc yeah so
1: i think they need to watch out and i mean they're just not interesting enough to be this mean to someone that's why they're not getting away with it if they were funny about it or clever but they're not
0: yeah and it's just, it feels very unfair because Jessel doesn't seem to be the yeah. one that's able to fight back as, I don't right. know. It doesn't seem like a fair fight. But I agree oh, I with totally you agree. in that side, just doesn't bring anything. Erin, I do enjoy watching. I enjoy watching her. Oh, really? I find her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find I
1: enjoy
0: her, hate watching her. <laughs> I, I do. I really enjoy it. There's there's a lot of things I'm not big fan Fan of her on and I could see exactly Why people wouldn't like her but there Is something about her to me that feels very Familiar You know as I don't know As like an Israeli woman In New York saying what She's (laughs) thinking not taking shit You know talking Shit about other people like I don't know. She's kind of funny yeah, in, in that, that way. And like when her and Uba were giggling about like, should we step in and help like between Sai and Jessel. You know, and then <laughs> yeah, laughing that was and Uba being like, no, I'm hungry. <laughs> that yeah. kind of stuff. See,
1: I'm down. I'm down with Erin having... I actually want Erin to have another season. Um, she's not my personal favorite, which I mean, that's the good thing about these shows is that, you know, no one... I mean, people will sometimes agree across the board. Like, everyone does not, like, sigh. That seems to be a pretty universal opinion. Aaron, like, I'm just going based off my Instagram and comments. Erin is more split. Um, however, the last couple episodes, I think pe- she's getting more haters lately. Um, you know, and Jessel has been just, like, a steady increase <laughs> in support. So I want Erin to come back. Because I think she will watch this season and I think she will learn. And I think she will adapt or at least try to adapt. And I think that could make for like some really fun drama and dynamics. So I would like to see more. I also want to see more of her marriage because I do think her and Abe might be like sweeping some things under the rug. And I kind of think there might be something there. With, I like, don't know. I just had- I I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, something. <laughs> I just feel like I don't trust him. I don't trust him 100%. And I think that someone else, you know, they're kind of like implying things about Povett cheating. And I think it's other people's turn to maybe be like, well, I kind of give it back to her.
0: I think, I think it would be a good season. <gasps> yeah, I just don't think any of those men are cheating. I don't. Okay. That, I hope you are That's you're right. how I feel. I, don't I think feel Bob like it is. they all have kids, and mm-hmm. some of them have very young kids where there's really not much else you can do but be at home with the kids. And they they seem to be physically there a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, especially yeah. Sai's husband. He likes to be at home most of the time. She says that he loves being at home. And Abe is very hands on with the kids. And Bavit, right. I mean, all they're doing is raising their, their twin boys. So I just feel like they're kind of caught up in family life. And when they get on camera, they're more likely to let loose, joke around. I don't think they're taking it so seriously. However, it is wild to assume that Pavet is going for one day to Vietnam to get some booty. (laughs) Like he, (laughs) you don't even have to go that far. The only reason you go that far is for a really good banh mi. (laughs) <laughs> right uh, well and
1: that i can understand but i think i never for one second thought pavitt was the cheater um pavitt i would put at the bottom of my list of cheaters yes. if i'm going to like just say i had to rate all the men of new york he would be at the bottom i do not think pavitt's cheating i don't necessarily think that abe or size husbands are currently cheating but i can see that it potential i agree with because that. of the way they talked about you know, if their wife didn't sleep with them, those, the kind of attitudes they had about it. And then I could see those guys being the kind of guys that if they got a little bit more attention because of the show, they might give in to that. And that's what kind of makes these shows interesting, is like, especially a new cast like this, which is one of the things I love, is that you get to watch and see how fame affects them and how it unfolds for them and their families. And sometimes that is even more interesting than like the drama on the show (laughs) the kind of made-up drama that they do but i you know it's it's objectively not a great season of housewives like if we are just going to be honest about it in terms of like drama and things like that it is very forced and inauthentic however i'm okay with it it's their first season i think they just need some time to like get their feet wet and adjust i think they're going to learn a lot and now i think the dynamics are shifting the way the audience is reacting to them is shifting and that's going to shift how they relate to each other. So I think even if they just get rid of Psy and maybe add in like one or two new people into the mix, we could be in for a really good season too. Like I'm not of the opinion of like, throw the whole thing in the garbage. Like I don't agree with that. Definitely. So I'm enjoying hate watching it right now. And I look forward to it more than any other Housewives show right now. That's the crazy thing. Really? Yeah, even though it's bad, I li- I just, I'm excited to make fun of it. I just think it's You're so bad me. that I love watching it.
0: So bad yeah, it's good. In,
1: and it's so bad it's good. It's like how Salt Lake City is so camp that it's good. Like Salt Lake City is like, somebody said on Twitter that it's like, it's almost like watching a Saturday Night Live parody of Housewives. And ever since I heard that, I can't get it out of my head. And now I just never stop laughing when I watch Salt Lake City because it is almost like a parody. It's so ridiculous. So to me, I almost love that. (laughs) I
0: think it was Gibson Johns who said that. Okay. Yes, it was. I think you're right. He's totally. He's so funny. I I 100%. Well, maybe we should step into Salt Lake City. Sorry no. if I talk too much. I just, no, you know. I, we're on my, fa- my favorite topic. Well, I okay, wait. Excited. Let's go back to New York, really, because I okay. d- quickly, because I okay. did have a question for you. Two. Sure. One is, um, how do you feel about Jessel trying to relate to Cy over the alcoholism that her mother, Cy's mother, experienced by saying, oh, my uncle had alcoholism and thinking that was something they could bond over? Did you take it as... Offensive, like most of the women on the show did, or did you kind of see where Jessel was coming from?
1: I saw where Jessel was coming from because, yes, w- there's one way where, like, a mom is a mom, and there's you know, there's not a lot that can replace that or replicate that. However, I also think that some of it could be, you know relative to like just the way that your family unit is um as someone pointed out you know um jessel's uncle like walked her down the aisle at her wedding and i do like a lot of my friends who are uh indian or south asian culture have told me that like extended families live together a lot of times right and they'll be you know very bonded in terms of like having their relatives sometimes even live in the same home not always but sometimes and you know it's like the extended family is like an immediate family for a lot of cultures so even though maybe somebody of a different culture who where it's not really like that they might not fully understand that and they might think that she's trying to downplay it or compare her uncle to a mom I don't think she meant it like that I think she was just trying to relate which And i also think she tried to explain it (laughs) on the trip and she just did such a bad job of it that she was just trying to be like okay let me just clarify what i meant to say and what i was trying to say because she's not great at expressing herself all the time so i really don't think that you know i don't think she meant anything bad from it and i also think that she was you know she had a close relationship with her uncle that you know it was like an immediate family member Whereas for some people it's like, oh, my uncle's like the guy I see at like Christmas and Thanksgiving, and that's it. Yeah, right. But I, for her, yeah. I don't think he's that. I no, think, I think he like, played
0: a bigger role. But I, there is yeah. no. I, I do understand there is what Jenna was saying, and that there like no one can replace your mom, and no one has that. Oh yeah, role. I still agree with that. And so yeah, I just don't think it's black and white. It's also very hard when you know Sai's mom died recently. So I know I experienced that with my mom dying Mm -hmm. and people trying to sort of like relate by talking about a grandparent who died. I'm like, "Eh, not the same thing, you know? Like, oh no, definitely not the same. Do Do you know what I mean? It's like different. And so I think I understood why it offended Cy, but how she went about it was really shitty because when someone's trying to relate to you and connect with you you can see that for what it is even if what they're saying mm-hmm. offends you you know what the intent right. is and the intent I think matters <laughs> like for me you know it matters yeah a lot. in this case I think it does
1: yeah I do think in this case the like not always but you're right in this case the intent matters do I think it's the same no because like I said at the beginning you know I agree with you the mo- uh, mom is just different um but one thing I will say is that I just don't think that we can, like, automatically be, like, judge a relationship on the title, you yes. know, because at the same time, if you look at Bryn, her the death of her Nan, is it Nan that she calls yeah. her grandma? That was her mother like, figure. Right, that's exactly. So her. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. So it depends on the situation and all 100%. that kind of stuff. Now, I still don't think that Jessel's uncle was a replacement for It doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound case. like it,
0: but no. I think, Zy but I think could she have. was
1: more try- to me. She was more trying to connect to the alcoholism aspect then rather the than the death.
0: death. That's what I thought yeah, too. Cause I think like the experience for me as someone, of not being able to help someone who's mm-hmm. harming themselves and you're right. in their presence all the time and you just can't fix it. Yeah.
1: And I think as somebody who has dealt with, you know, close family with addiction that was my first thought is like when you meet someone else who had someone in their family with addiction or has someone like you want to talk about it because it's one of the most like taboo hard to talk about mental illnesses that a lot of people are like will look at them and think that they're losers or like I totally got why Sai was like my mom was not a bad person and why she said that like three times That I thought was one of the most moving things I've seen on Housewives in a long time because people will, you know, think addicts are bad people. And a lot of people will struggle with their family member having an addiction and they'll just struggle in silence for years because they're too embarrassed to tell people. So I just think Jessel was like, like, I get what it's like to have an addict in the family and like that you carry that on your own. So to me, that was how I took it. But I I do get, I totally get why Sai, having lost her mother so recently, would be bothered. Like, I can really see both sides of this one. I can, too. Even though Sai bothers me, I can totally see her
0: side. I see her side very much. But at the same time, all she had to do was say, you know what? I'm really not comfortable talking about this topic. It's still relatively fresh. But I appreciate you. Like, can we talk about this a different time? You know And I think Jessel would have responded well to that. I think she would respond so well if she Mm -hmm. would actually get feedback that was authentic and kind and caring, but instead the I don't care or whatever. Like you do care. If you didn't care, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have an opinion about it. When I don't care about something I don't have an opinion. That's Sai's favorite thing to say on the show is that she doesn't care.
1: She's she constantly like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't but like I'm like, you do all. care. Okay. Not a fan, but I was moved by her story, so I will say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think she could have been really awesome because her life is very enviable. Like, that's what I'm interested in. I want to see that house in Brooklyn. Oh, my God. I want to know. Yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of Psy... Do you think that the rumors are true that her and her current husband got together when he was still married and she was the mistress?
1: Yes. Sorry, I couldn't even let you finish. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes.
0: yes. That I find fascinating and also why she thinks (laughs) it's weird for Pavit to go on his own somewhere because she knows what men do when they go off on their own Mm -hmm. because that's what her husband did. With his former wife.
1: Yeah. And so I went like, deep down it. the rabbit hole on that. Yeah. It's almost like. I went like, deep down the rabbit hole on Reddit.
0: Really? Was there actual data or or like in actual There's facts behind some it? some pretty good stuff.
1: Like she has, I guess, a vlog and or had a vlog, something like that. And there are multiple instances basically of her making reference to the length of the marriage that contradicts what she has said for the show, for how long they've been married. Plus there's a marriage certificate that is not the same as what she said. And then there was a comment she made about her kids being at her wedding. So then being born before then, which contradicts another thing that she's had. And it's just, yeah. If you go on Reddit <laughs> and search it up, there's, there's some stuff that's kind of hard to deny. And you know, I, it's you know he did own the restaurant she bartended at as far as I know, and yeah, so you know the wow. word on the street is that he got her pregnant and then left his his wife. Wow, I know. Wow, so oh, wow. again, yeah, I this this one I do think is true. I'm sorry, I just I, do, I cannot. It's not
0: because I don't like Cy.
1: It, There's just too much.
0: No, I just just want her to then come back now so that she has to actually explain her relationship. Let's put her feet to the fire the way that she's doing over things that mean nothing.
1: Yeah, I I just don't think she will. I actually think she would rather quit than talk about
0: it. Probably. (laughs) Well, one thing I like about Salt Lake City is that these women have no problem talking about it. There's not one thing that they won't touch. Um, (laughs) So this episode, (laughs) you know, Angie is very livid that Meredith was talking about rumors about um, her Angie's husband. And, you know, Monica was at least clarifying what those rumors are. It wasn't shocking Mm -hmm. to me. I was like, oh, yeah, hairdresser. I'm sure they're going to say stuff. You know, even if it's not Utah, I could imagine people saying things about that, assuming that all hair, yeah. male hairdressers are gay. And um, Angie's husband was very upset, but he was mainly upset about the accusation of infidelity, which I thought was really interesting. Right. She says is against um, their Greek Orthodox. Well, I think it's against most religions to <laughs> be unfaithful. It was just really interesting to hear. I mean, I felt
1: sad for him, like, when he got upset and was crying. I I know some people were like, oh, he was fake tears, whatever. I didn't think, I thought that was authentic, but, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I think he said the right thing, because you don't want people, like, one thing I can't stand on these shows is the, like people acting offended if someone calls them gay or acting like that's supposed to be an insult or something when it shouldn't be an insult and it's not so i i'm glad he clarified that he's upset about infidelity rumors because that is what he should be upset about now whether angie has the right to be upset is another story because as people pointed out you know she was spreading those rumors about heather and jen shaw last season and talking about like barbie scissor kicks or whatever so yeah she was also oh kind my of god, perpetuating I've that about like, that yeah yeah so i did too but somebody posted it on twitter and they posted the recording of her saying it like the scene and i was like oh my god it is she did kind of do the exact same thing i get it wasn't a marriage it was you know jen and heather but she was still spreading, like, a rumor about someone being gay, and she was kind of saying it like this was some, like, smoking gun, you know, or something that, you know, the two of them would be hiding or ashamed of. Like, there was that implication. So I don't know if she has that much of a right to be that upset about this. I mean, she still can, of course, because, you, you know, like, you can't tell people how to feel. They can be upset. But at the end of the day, it's like she wanted to be on this show so badly And apparently, these rumors about her husband have been out there for 30 years. Like, she had to know that this might come up.
0: I think so, too. I think he didn't know it was going to come up because he didn't understand what his wife was getting into. But that's what I think. I think she's thinking, don't cry. Mm -hmm. This is really good for me for the show. That's like when she didn't show (laughs) what I thought was a measurable reaction to her husband crying. If my partner was crying, I would be like I'm so sorry I know I'm really sorry I I'm sorry to bring it to your mm-hmm. attention like we'll handle it together and she's like don't cry you should be proud of me because I stood up for our family what that is not what you say what do you mean you yeah, stood up no, for your family was a weird it was so
1: odd yeah, that was a weird reaction you're thought, right that was a very weird reaction
0: I thought the reaction was really unusual I think most things Angie does is really are really unusual. Um do you think Meredith goes after everyone's marriage? She okay, she does, but she's really vague about
1: it. So I don't think
0: the rumors So I don't
1: right, right. So I don't think that she's like the big villain that they're all making it out to be. I actually think Whitney is the real villain because Ooh. Whitney's the one who Yeah, think about it. Whitney is the one who brought all this to light. She's the one who actually, you know, got Monica to say it on camera and kind of coerced her. And she's the one who will. It's like she's trying to play the Housewives game, Whitney, but she's just not smart enough to do it well. So she always screws it up. She did this last season, too, like with the 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 jazz tickets rumor thing. Like, she says that, you know, someone else said a rumor, but then they didn't actually say it on camera, and then she ends up saying it. And then she tries to go after the other person. Like, she's just, she's not great at it. Um, Which I'm okay with, because it's entertaining, but (laughs) she's just, I, it wasn't Meredith. Like, Meredith just said the rumors about the husband, and on this show, like, you could say that about any of them at any time, and it could mean nothing, or it could mean something big. So yeah. I, again, Whitney is the one who gave it legs and she's the reason that the specific rumor was said. If it wasn't for her, Monica wouldn't have said it at the party. So I don't know. I think uh, that being said, I love them all coming after Meredith because it's making Meredith like activated. And she is so funny when
0: she's mad. <laughs> that is that is very true. She is. <laughs> she is something. Um I found it really interesting that Lisa wanted to blame Monica for everything rather than Meredith. I, yeah,
1: I guess because her and Meredith are starting to mend their relationship. So I think she's trying to just like keep it together. I mean, technically she has a point because Monica is the one who said it, right? Like, am I remembering wrong?
0: Yeah, no, she's the one who actually said the rumor. Was that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, so,
1: but that being said, I still think it's Whitney's fault again. <laughs> like, I agree, I still think actually. Whitney should be the one. I do think that's going to come up at the reunion. I think when they all watch it back, I think Whitney's going to need to get ready, because I think they're all going to be like, you're the one who kind of made all this
0: happen, you know, similar to, like, Tamara on OC. Oh, God, we'll get to that. Um, oh, when... <laughs> When Lisa and Whitney go over to Angie's house to support her, I could not get over how Lisa made every single thing about Lisa. Oh, my God. Rather than Angie. It was shocking. She normally does it, but in a way that I find very (laughs) funny. But this time, it was like, stop talking about yourself. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Lisa Barlow is one of my favorite housewives, not because I think she's a good person, (laughs) <laughs> but because she is so not self-aware that it's actually sort of funny she just has no self-awareness like she really thinks she really thinks she's the victim all the time she really like feels sorry for herself and then she also really like thinks she's the best and is like the hottest and the this and the, the like she's heard like delulu as the kids say Is just so high that I just find it so entertaining. Like, again, she's not like one of my top favorites or anything, but I can't help but being a little bit entertained by that. I am
0: beyond entertained by her, but it's still shocking to witness it. Oh, especially when she's being annoying, when she's being funny. To me, yep. not she's not trying to be funny, but when she's being funny, I really <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah, I when she's but yeah, she was like the audacity of yeah. that scene. I was like, Oh my god, Lisa, stop. Who knew you wanted Heather Gay's approval? It was like Heather that wanted your approval for this right. whole time. It, was crazy. <laughs> it turns out you actually want that from her also. What a mess. Yeah. I find the stuff about Lisa and her religion to be endlessly fascinating and very confusing. I would like a breakdown of when she became Mormon because she says she's ethnically Jewish. Very few Mm -hmm. Jewish people actually convert to a different religion, saying this as a Jew. Oh, yeah, totally. That's rare. It's really rare. I know
1: that and I'm not a Jew. I know that.
0: You don't have to be religious to be Jewish, right? Of course, That's why you're just Jewish and you don't have... Like, look at Meredith. She's not particularly religious. Right. So it's very, like, weird, I think. So I'm wondering what happened. Was there a family influence? Like, did her parents convert to it and mm. then she did and her you know or is she the only one in her family and then when she did usually yeah. at least in Judaism when people convert to Judaism they're very serious and they take it like more seriously yeah. than Jews who were born into it right like they know right. all of the okay. the what they're supposed to be doing on different holidays they like you know cuz they went through a long process yeah. It's yeah. wild to me that she is Mormon by choice, but then doesn't choose to do any of the things that make a Mormon a Mormon.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's, but her husband does and know. her kid does. Right? Did she grow up in Utah? I don't think so. She said New York. Okay. So, oh, right. So a part of me is like, maybe it was from moving. Like, I wonder if she's. You know, maybe she's like the highly suggestible type, like she moves to a new area
0: and just is like, oh,
1: everyone else is doing it. So, you know,
0: let me do it, too. I know that sounds so crazy. No, no, I think that makes sense because maybe I she was in high school or it. something. Right. Because she went to college yeah. in Utah and I don't think she just would go to to BYU out of mm. nowhere. So I'm just wondering yeah, at don't... what point she became Mormon or if she was born Mormon but she's like her heritage is Jewish which makes sense right mm-hmm. like ethnically Jewish but it was just very but when she says Mormon yes. by choice I'm like but you're not choosing to do any of the things like if when I lost my mind when she said she hadn't I think she, she means just converted. Yeah, but when she said she hadn't read the Book of Mormon I'm like how can you even become a Mormon without yeah. reading the main text? How? I don't know. I I it's mean like, I guess I'm like you can... offended on behalf of Mormons. <laughs> like for her <laughs> claiming and then not doing any of yeah. the things. Like, how dare you? I feel like I could see Lisa
1: Barlow just doing it, like, just because she was bored. For the or, vibes. Like, I honestly, <laughs> just for the vibes. like Or just, like, because she's in Utah. So she's like, well, I might as well. I'm in Utah now. Like, I could really see it really yeah, having little, very little thought behind it. And I could also see her doing it in, like, just The Lisa Barlow way, which is like she just does as much of it as she feels like, and most <laughs> days she just doesn't feel like it. and I wasn't surprised that she didn't read the book, like because as Mary Cosby said, like no one's reading that book, like these women don't. I don't know, no, no, think no any the of book of
0: Mormon, she didn't read the she didn't read Heather's no, I book, know. but the, the book of Mormon, like that's no, her I know. I'm just making a comparison, and Got I just it. mean like I they just can't, I just get mean over like it. she doesn't read. I can't imagine someone who, like, she, she claims said to, read. to be Christian not reading the Bible, you know, and who goes to church is, every I Sunday. Guess. Like, that's what I don't understand. And what are you doing at church? What are you doing? T- is it not a I mean, a I grew church? up, like,
1: I mean, I grew up Catholic, and I've never read the Bible. And, like, I went to Catholic school and, like, went to church every Sunday, but, like, I had read like parts, like passages that they like we had to read at school, but like I never sat down and read it fully. So I could kind of understand how you could just go by what you learn in church and what the older people teach you. And maybe you just read like key passages. I could sort of see that, um, especially for someone like lisa who i don't think wants to like sit down and read a book
0: i guess maybe i just (laughs) view mormon as such a different religion where they're oh
1: no that is true it is a lot more devout
0: devout yeah and so i've never seen a mormon who is Mm -hmm. like i grew up with some mormons um in high school and you Mm -hmm. know they weren't as in i guess like observant or intense as Mormons may be in Utah right. but in Minnesota they still for prom made sure that their dresses covered their sleeves and you know didn't mm-hmm. partake in certain type of activities and they didn't drink alcohol right. which like we were underage why would you whatever but you know they were they followed those things and they did prayer group after school or before school. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was. You know, and it, so I understand there's, like, different types of Mormonism, but to have someone be Mormon and drink alcohol, right? When she was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when she's like, well, I don't go to the Pretty Temple because you have to basically follow the rules. <laughs> and then she's like, and yeah, I and I don't. I I've, I've drink a few too many Diet Cokes. I was like, it's not the Diet Cokes, Lisa. It's not the okay, Diet so- Cokes. <laughs>
1: I didn't understand. Does that mean there's a non-pretty temple? Like what is that? Does that mean there's That's like a temple for either. the ones who Okay,
0: listeners. Well, they're... maybe
1: maybe there maybe there is and maybe there maybe there is like a section of Mormonism of more modern Mormonism where they're not as observant of the rules and they're a little bit more like relaxed and they can't go to the main pretty temple or whatever. Because, I mean, that would make sense to me in 2023, because there's that in every religion.
0: Yeah, There's no, I agree. people who
1: are like, yeah, I'm that religion, but I'm just like, I'm not that, whatever. Like, so I could see that existing, and maybe it's just not the majority.
0: Yeah. Uh, listeners who, a lot of people who grew up in Utah or around the yes, Mormon religion or former Mormons, you know, let us know, because mm. this is so confusing to me. And...
1: Yeah, I it also, is as, an,
0: as outsiders. It's, it's hard to understand. It's, con- it's also confusing that she raised her son to be a devout Mormon, and he became mm-hmm. a devout Mormon. And then now she's, like, confused. Yep. I feel like she's acting like she's happy that he's going on a mission, but she ain't happy at all. She's putting on a front. No. And it's so cringy, and he's clearly like, well, I didn't tell you because this was me and this was my choice and she's like well I raised you well because you're doing a mission he's like you had nothing to do with it
1: (laughs) I know that was so funny
0: I'm like oh my god what is happening here
1: yeah I mean I can't blame like I would be devastated if my daughter was gonna leave me for two years and we couldn't visit or talk like I, I I don't know I'd be in the corner like sobbing Right. No matter what religion I was, no, hundred percent. Yeah. So I just can't imagine. Like I can imagine her, being like, "Oh my God!" Deep inside, like I actually don't want you to do this because, like, it's one of those things that's like easy to say, you know, when you maybe even before you have kids to be like, "Oh, if they did a mission, I'd be proud." But then when your your child is actually leaving and you're not going to see them. Like, that's a very hard thing to do. So I could understand, especially since she doesn't seem
0: like she's not religious. (laughs) Right. What did you think about, um, speaking of being a mom, Monica's mom? Oh, yeah, that was weird. I, yeah, she was, like, if it's
1: true that all that stuff that Monica was saying, that she actually said that to her, that's rough. Um, I I can imagine... Yeah, I can't imagine talking to my daughter like that. But it seemed, I mean, her mom wasn't disagreeing. Like, she wasn't like, I never said that. You're lying. Like She's like, I thought you mom hung up. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, the mom pretty much confirmed, confirmed it. So I was like, okay. Which leads me I, I to, was like,
0: Whoa. to understand Monica a little bit better. And why she may be looking yes. for love in the wrong places.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, totally. And I... Here's the thing, though. Here's the one thing with Monica and the audience that I can't, I don't know, make sense of, I guess, is that, or not not Monica and the audience, but that Monica seems to want like a lot of sympathy for being a single mom. However... It's it's kind of hard to give her that when you cheated with your brother-in-law for 18 months. <laughs> like granted, I don't know anything about her ex-husband. He could no, be terrible. Totally. Totally. However, it's hard like you it's sort of like okay, you kind of did this to yourself, like and that's fine. If you wanted to get out of the marriage, that's fine. And it is still tough being a single mom no matter how you get out of the marriage, of course. However, it's, hard. it's going to be hard for the audience to give her the sympathy that she wants, you know, when considering the way that she went about this and the fact that she's kind of laughing about it with Heather and stuff. So that's the part where there's a little bit of a disconnect for me. Yeah.
0: I feel like she wants sympathy from the other women, not necessarily from the audience. Maybe both. Right. And the only yeah, one maybe. who can relate is Heather. Right. All the rest mm-hmm. of them are married. And... Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of them have, like, older children, so it's not as tough when they're, like, so young, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yep. Now, I think that, though, I you know, I loved that they had that scene, though, with her mom, even though it was kind of, like, cringe to watch, because we haven't had a good, like, extended family type of scene on Housewives in a long time. Like, I miss when we used to get more of their relationships with their moms and dads and grandparents. And, and there was actually something good, not just like, you know, a staged conversation about, you know, them talking shit about their friends or whatever. Yeah, Like I really liked that her and her mom really hashed out some of their real problems on camera. It was kind of nice to get something besides all the girls just going after each other. So I really liked that. And I liked like
0: her, her grandmother, Nana, I thought she was hilarious (laughs) too. So
1: I thought that was great.
0: Yeah. I liked that. I liked it, too. Um, Shall we jump in and end with Orange County? Oh, if we must. (laughs) (laughs) The season's finally over. What did you make of the season as a whole?
1: Okay, so it was definitely an improvement from the last two seasons. There's no doubt about that. That being said, I don't think that's saying that much because the last two seasons were terrible. But... I did like this season, but I didn't like it as much as I think everyone else did. Um, because by the end, like, I liked it at the start, but I found by the last few episodes, it was getting very repetitive. Um, and I just felt like it was a lot of the women screeching at each other and being like, I didn't say that. You said that. No, you said that. You're a liar. No, Who you're said a liar. That? I just that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just got really, like... Okay, guys, like I get it, and it's just getting kind of boring for me. And then I felt like the reunion part one of the reunion to me was very boring, like it was just the same thing. Part two, though, I actually enjoyed the most. Um, I thought we really got like some real information about like Shannon and John. Mm -hmm. And I listen, I know, like, I did not like the gang up of Heather this season, I'm not a Heather, a big Heather fan. But I felt like she was unfairly ganged up on for sure and took a lot of the heat for Tamra or that Tamra should have taken. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think I don't think all that automatically makes Heather like this innocent hero, like a lot of people online are saying. Heather had a really bad season last season. She was terrible last season. Everyone hated her. She was getting crucified like for the her. way she was at. Oh, no, 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 I, like, you know, she always has people that like her because she's a great housewife, right? Right. I've never, like, I've never hated Heather, and I've also never loved Heather. I always just am neutral. Like, I appreciate her role. Yes. Um. For me, last season, she was just in the wrong role. She's a exactly. great cast member. She's not the Queen Bee. Exactly. She's not good at that role because she cares too much about her image. You need someone who's, like, super messy, like Shannon or Tamara, to do it. Um, that's why I think last season she came off so poorly because, like, Bravo put so much into her. Like, the whole promo, everything was like, Heather's back, class is back on the OC, this, that, you know. So I think it got to her head a little bit and her ego was a little inflated. Oh, so I agree. You know, yeah. So Still I do love think, her. though, that
0: this season,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think this season people were just trying to make her into too much of an innocent, like, did Do I think she called Emily and Gina and all the newbies losers? Absolutely. 100% she did. I could see her and Tamara chit-chatting, talking about all the newer cast members and saying, oh, those newbies are such losers, blah, blah, blah. Like, they totally had that conversation. Mm-hmm. And they both probably said it. And I, I'm i not mad at them saying it. I think it's kind of funny. And I that's what I want in my housewives is for them to have strong opinions about each other. And there's always a little bit of a divide with, like, the senior cast versus the more newer cast. That's just to be expected. So it's just kind of funny to me. It's like Heather and Tamara are trying to throw each other under the bus for the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. So that's why
1: they're (laughs) friends again, because they both know that they're both guilty. They just posted a video together, like, hugging and laughing because
0: they are both cool with each other because they both know they both did it. Well, I think... Oh, Heather and Tamara did that? Yes. Oh, I oh Heather see and Tamara it. both.
1: Well, yeah. So they there's a video that just got posted. I just saw it on t- before I came on with you. Of ah. the two of them, like, holding hands, walking, ah. hugging with, like, like they are going to be aye, a aye, team aye. next season. And here's my prediction. Okay. They're going to be a team next season, and they're going to take down Gina and Emily.
0: Interesting. I yeah you know what I think I was, a lot of this was all I was done not about same. Gina until the reunion. She held her own and it yeah, was she obvious that she's sober and mm-hmm. very clear headed because she's never been mm-hmm. that articulate before. She was so yeah. articulate, she was able to pin Shannon into a corner and I yeah. very much appreciated the role that she played. So oh, totally. Now I'm like, Yeah, I'm bring not them all a Gina back.
1: fan. Yeah, but I, I liked her performance at the reunion as well. I think they should bring her and Emily back, and I don't know. I, I would love to see, like, an Emily and Gina versus Tamra, Heather, Shannon, and then
0: Where does have Jen kind go? of Jen. <laughs> He's, like, the middle. She's the middle. Like the She's Cynthia. in between. She's the Dolores. Yes, Yes. Or like yeah,
1: or this I w- I said Cynthia, but from Atlanta, like she's that yes. middle person, and I could see it being good. And then we're also going to get a really good personal storyline from Shannon because of the DUI. Oh and, my like, god, it was t- so yeah. awkward
0: because they all kept. I mean, like, it was. like you do drink a lot, you do, and you like call and you like, <laughs> act like you don't remember, and you know, and I think she actually doesn't remember, which is what's so scary. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I didn't ever tell you that. And they're like, you did. You did. And they all have the same yeah. story. So that. I mean, then, Shannon is a mess. Yeah, She's a mess. What did you think of Tamara telling Andy Cohen to fuck off?
1: OK, the most surprising thing about that was Andy's reaction. Yeah. He he didn't seem that upset. Like I like people were like, oh, look at this face. And they have this still image of him. But I'm actually like, yeah. He, he, was like, like hey, he was like, hey, I'm just pointing
0: like... out that you are, you like do shit, right? Like he was trying to I think... put, to, to get other, the other mm-hmm. women to see what you and I saw, which is that Tamra is the ultimate shit shitster and she wanted everything to be blamed on mm. Heather. And then Tamra was mad because yep. she doesn't want everyone to be thinking through, you know, that. And then she's like, oh, Heather just forgave me. Don't do this again. Kind of, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I could see like, I think he was probably annoyed, maybe at the most, like slightly annoyed, but I think he knows it's good for the show. And I think Andy understands that Tamara is the type of employee who will always do what's best for the show. Even if it means that she gets crucified by the audience, and that she's the villain, she doesn't care. Like somebody asked her to, like, what do you think about everyone hates you now this season? She was like, I really don't care, and I actually believe she doesn't care.
0: Yeah, she Not just like wants to si. be back on the show. She's like, actually doesn't care. No,
1: <laughs> no, she just wants to be back on the show. She just wants the show to have good ratings. Like that, that really is like Tamara's. and I think Andy appreciates that, so he'll take a little bit of whatever.
0: Yes, I, agree. I, I don't
1: think it. I don't think it's the same as like when Carol gave him attitude on New York. I think that was different.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk through all this and share some of the oh my God, it was that so you're fun. familiar. I know. Tell everyone it went where they really can... fast. <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find you, where they can listen to your podcast, anything else that you're plugging. Okay, um, so you can follow me on Instagram
1: at Bravo and Botox, um, and my podcast is called The Bravo Papers and i do a bravo weekly news episode every it comes out every monday morning um so i record it on sunday it covers all the bravo news from the last week so i kind of give you an update on everything that's happening i watch all the shows i follow everything (laughs) so i give you my thoughts about all of those stories as well and then usually what i do is like I also do a deep dive episode every like month or two, where I do like a deep dive into one of the housewives or into like a certain um, dynamic. Like right now, I'm doing a deep dive into the Richard sisters, um, Kyle, Kim, and Kathy. I've read a book about them and yeah. been kind of House gathering of info. House of Hilton. Yeah. So part one of my uh, my discussion of that is already out. And there's probably going to be a part two and part three because there's so much to say about those girls. So. <laughs> so please check out Bravo Papers. You can also follow the Bravo Papers Instagram. And I'm on Twitter too. I'm everywhere.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. And we'll have to have you back and share all of the I would knowledge love that. and gossip you have.
1: <laughs> oh, I would love that.
0: <laughs> okay, take care. Thank
1: you so much for having me.